Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nerds and geeks, hold on to your seats because it's about to go down. <laughs> Welcome to Nerdorama, the voice of the Nerd Nation. I'm Mo Kelly, he's Tawala Sharp, and together we bring you your daily dose of nerd news, analysis, and conversations with the best and brightest of the nerdverse. If I told you the life story of actor Delroy Lindo, it would probably include the cities of London, Toronto, and then San Francisco. If I told you the professional career of Delroy Lindo, it probably would include Broadway, a Tony Award nomination, and films such as Malcolm X, Soul of the Game, The Core, Get Shorty, The Cider House Rules, Gone in 60 Seconds, and so much more. That's not even mentioning his present work as the star of the CBS series, The Good Fight, and now star of the new Spike Lee movie, The Five Bloods, which is set to debut on Netflix June 12th, where a group of four Vietnam vets returned to the country to retrieve the remains of their fifth brother and squad leader who was killed in action and end up finding along the way more than they expected upon their return. Black GI, is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused. And to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the Soul Brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. Welcome back to Vietnam. Look what I found. You're the man in all his gloves. Who was that guy? That brother was the best damn soldier that ever lived. We bury it. Later on, we come back and collect. I resign the presidency. Being back here, it is not easy. You broken man. So what, you're blaming yourself? You don't even know. No! for this country from the very get We give this goal to our people. Hold up! 
In my line of work, I have to be very careful. And that means knowing exactly who I am in business with. Joining me on the line right now is the incomparable Delroy Lindo. Mr. Lindo, it's good to talk to you. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. Thank you so much. That was a that was quite the introduction there, my friend. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Well, all of it is true. There is this impressive cast that you work with for The Five Bloods. I'm talking about Chadwick Boseman, Jean yeah. Reno, Isaiah Whitlock, Clark Peters. You guys were never at a loss for screen presence, were you? These were all, you know, not only immensely talented, gifted actors, but actors who have all had significant careers. And since you mentioned, you know, Chadwick, Isaiah Whitlock, Clark Peters, Norm Lewis, Jonathan Majors. And yes. Jonathan Majors. And even though Jonathan is, you know, a young blood, so to speak, you know, he's very much an up and coming actor. And what I've been telling people is that Jonathan, I didn't spend too much time around Jonathan before I realized he's a very real and serious actor. So we all were working together as equals on this project. And none of us, despite the fact that we, you know, we're all coming, we all have, have had significant careers. What was refreshing about this experience is that we were all very much all the time on the same page, literally and figuratively committing ourselves to doing this work and uh, the bond that we created off screen and we did it was we had wonderful conversations just about a wide range of topics and we would just sit together and chop it up just talk back and forth and the bond that was created in doing that then found its way into the chemistry that we were sharing in front of the camera i would be remiss if i didn't mention <laughs> spike lee and the fact that spike brought us all together in this work to tell this story I find that fascinating, if only because, and you mentioned Spike Lee, that's where I was going next. In The Five Bloods, he weaves in real-life mm. news reports and media from the Vietnam War to help tell the story of what was going on in America while African-American soldiers were fighting in Vietnam, yet were also exposed to propaganda by the Viet Cong, asking them to lay down their arms. What do you remember about that time and the perception of the Vietnam War? I would say to you to answer your question, very little. I was not even in the country. I was in Europe. And so my quote unquote understanding of the Vietnam War, and also I was young, you know, I was only 16 years old in, in 1968. So all of those things contributed to the fact that, you know, my quote unquote understanding, I say understanding in quotes, was not even quasi intellectual. It was, I didn't really know a lot. Of course, I had an awareness. I knew about the war. But I will tell you this. I've learned so much more about the war, about that experience in subsequent years. And I learned a hell of a lot more in preparing to do this film in terms of the research materials and speaking to vets that I did as I was researching to do this part. The part of Paul, your character, of course, is very layered. He's a staunch conservative, a MAGA hat wearing Trump supporter who did three tours, but obviously is dealing with mm -hmm. nightmares, PTSD demons, unresolved issues with his son. Outside of that, which I just shared with the audience, who is Paul when we meet him first in the story? 
the things that you just mentioned, the demons, dealing with the ghosts, I return, come back to Nam, very much about the business of trying to come to terms with all of that, and at the same time, not really having a clue how I'm going to come to terms with it. In terms of the unresolved issues with my son, when I get to Nam, I have no clue that my son is going to up and, and follow me and come find me in Vietnam. If you've seen the film, and I don't want to give it away to anybody who hasn't seen the film, my first response to him when I discover him in my hotel room is not um, welcoming. <laughs> I'm not mm-hmm. going to say on, uh, <laughs> on air what I, I say to him. It's not welcoming, right? So the aspect of, of, of dealing with the unresolved issues of my relationship with my son in the film, that's not necessarily on my radar when the audience first meets Paul. But to answer your question, who is Paul? Paul is a man who has suffered extraordinary loss, betrayal. There is the betrayal that I feel that I experienced by my country. I'm somebody who volunteered to go to Vietnam, and I've served three tours in Vietnam. And I come back to the world, I come back to America after these three tours, and I am reviled. Now, that aspect alone comports 3,000% with stories that I heard. I spoke with two of my cousins initially, both Vietnam vets and both struggled, as I mentioned, with PTSD. And one of my cousins in particular, that was his story. He said when I came back, he was stunned that he suffered the kind of rejection by the country as a result of having been in Vietnam. So the cumulative effect of all of the loss, the betrayal, the betrayal by the country and personal betrayals in my life, that has resulted in a profound disconnection from life Mm -hmm. and a profound sense of being disenfranchised. And that I determined as I was entering the work and creating the character, that I determined spoke directly to why Paul cast his vote in 2016 the way he cast his vote. Frankly, I needed that. I needed to understand that in order to understand, empathize with this person that I was in the process of creating, this character that I was in the process of creating. The Five Bloods, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, starts off like a high school reunion comedy. There's a lot of humor. There's a lot of cussing. There's a lot of storytelling. And we're not going to give it away. But as we go along in the three acts of the story, it gets progressively darker, meaner, even violent, especially Paul has his issues that you've kind of touched upon. Is it fair to say that nothing Mm -hmm. and no one is as he or she seems in this movie as it progresses? Absolutely. That's completely accurate. And if you think about it, man, it's very human. We're all much more than how we seem when we're walking down the street. We're all so much more than that. And, And that is a very, very human trait. And I think it's one of the strengths of the film that it toggles between these various genres. It's not one thing or another. It's a number of things. Mm -hmm. Touching on a number of genres, telling a few stories, tonally. The tone of the film, as you mentioned, shifts and changes and morphs. And I want to believe that that is one of the strengths, one of the major strengths of this film. Even though I am clear Was there any point where you found that 
Paul, the character you developed, went to a place that was possibly too dark for you or something that you didn't want him to become? Because he's very different people at different points oh. in the movie. And the answer is no, 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 and no. I, you know, I got on a journey with this character, and I remember calling home when, when my wife would say, you know, how's it going? And I would say, oh, it's good, it's going well. And I don't say that all the time. I mean, and I would say that cautiously because I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to. But it no, 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 feels good. This feels particular. And I got to a point toward the end filming when I just, it just felt special. And it still feels special. And I, I remember in actuality, the fact that it was really a special experience for all of us. Then my concern became, wow, I hope that in the editing process, they capture feel and the specialness that we have experienced in the day-to-day -day process of actually doing the work. I hope that in the editing process, it captures what we did here. And I believe it has. I believe it has. Any actor will tell you this. Any actor will tell you this. That when you empathize with the character that you're playing, no matter what they do, whether you're playing an actor or whatever, when you empathize and understand the character that you're playing or you make the effort to understand the character that you're playing. And that's where being in contact with your director and making sure that you continue to be on the same page and your fellow, your fellow workers, your colleagues, as long as you're on the same page, but as long as the work is enhancing the story and contributing in a genuine way to the story that the filmmaker wants to tell, then it's all good. And so from, in that regard, no, nothing that happened in the film caused me to feel, oh my God, I've gone overboard. Mm -hmm. If I'd gone overboard, you can be sure that Spike would have, would have told me. But we were, we were in sync. We were in sync. All of us were. And it's not to say that there were not disagreements. Of course there were. But generally speaking, we were all on the same train, going in the same direction, telling the same story, the story that we had signed on to tell. Mr. Lindo, I've loved this time that I've had with you. Let me leave you with this final question. I would be remiss if I did not highlight the fact that without giving away, there is some contemporary relevance in the five bloods as far as what is going on in the world Amen. today. And there are some, I guess, some stories which keep yes. repeating themselves. How would you characterize the importance yes. of that message today? It has given what's happening right now and the, the world that we're all living in, the world that we're all negotiating right now, it has acutely increased, exponentially even increased the importance of this film right now. And I guess that's what I will say. I, look, anybody who sees this film is going to see that clearly. What I hope is that the position that this film takes and the increased importance of this film, that people not only, you know, quote unquote, enjoy the film or, or can acknowledge the film on its own terms, but that they then take, however this film, take the feelings that some of the, the, the this film might engender in them and translate that into action, positive action to change some of the things that we are all experiencing right now. I have a, an 18 year old son, soon to be 19, an African-American man child. It warms me that his generation are at the forefront of the rejection of what's going on in this country and across the world. So I'm hoping that all of that continues the activity, the, the rejection of the status quo, the participation of this diverse group 
of humanity that is all participating and contributing right now to the rejection of the status quo, certain aspects of this, the status quo. I would be hoping, whether this film existed or not, I would be hoping that that continues to the place where, to a point where real change is enacted. In context of the arrival of this film and the importance of this, of this film, I hope that it increases awareness of the history of this film, how history repeats, and that we have got to do whatever we all can, individually and or collectively, to make change, the kind of change that we need. Because guess what? And this is what certain people need to understand. We're all in this together. <laughs> Black people are not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. So I'm not naive enough to think, because we've been here before, but what I will say is I pray and I hope that in context of the arrival of this film, if it increases awareness, God bless it. And I hope that people take that awareness and translate it into the kind of action that can cause the kind of change, some of the change that we need. He is Delroy Lindo, star of the new Spike Lee movie, The Five Bloods, set to debut on Netflix June 12th. I have seen it, thoroughly enjoyed it. It is a two and a half hour history lesson that I think everyone needs to have a part in learning. Mr. Lindo, I've appreciated being able to talk to you. I appreciate you sharing your time with us. Much success to you on the movie, and hopefully we get to do this again sometime in the future. God bless you. Thank you so much. Stay strong and stay safe. Thank you so much, man. Take care. Hey guys, Mo Kelly here. The new daily Nerdorama podcast is featured on iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to get your daily dose of nerd news. Also available on iTunes, Spreaker, and all the top podcasting apps. It's free and perfect for everyone in your nerd family. Nerdorama is produced by Tuala Sharp and continues to be a segment on the Mo Kelly Show. Weekends on KFI Los Angeles. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nerdorama News. Until next time, keep it comic. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.